Good morning, good morning. I love meditating on John 14. Because Christ has given us some good advice and some instructions for his transition and for him to come back for us to receive our transition. Hallelujah. And he say, let not your heart be troubled. That means he has something to say. He has some news that can cause our hearts to become troubled. But he advised us not to be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. I want you to see the bigger picture. Giving you the good news first. Let you know what's in the kingdom. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I go. There it is. I go to prepare a place for you. That's the news. He has to physically leave. But don't be troubled that I have to physically go. Because spiritually, I am always with you. But in order for you to receive where I'm preparing, I have to go. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. You're going to prepare a place for us. To come back and receive us unto you. In this place that you have prepared. Hallelujah. But don't be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. And it brings me to the point of saying. There are times that we have. And there are people that still are. Saying unto God, it would be so much easier if you were physically here. If we could physically touch you, physically see you, physically hold your hand and walk this walk day by day. It would be so much easier. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Blessed, blessed, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Look how glorious it is. To believe in your almighty God. With all of your being. And have not physically seen him. Put your trust, your life in his hands. And all you and I have and been taught in this book, which is called the Bible, and it stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. That opens up the door for us to receive who we really are. 
in the supernatural to be partakers to be qualified wait a second when you open the book you read there is a God who created all heaven and earth and everything in it is Did he decided to create man in his own image and likeness, which is us? You mean to tell me there is an angel who wanted self-glorification and mocked the man who created him and got kicked out? Along with the helpers he had, there was help. There were people who agreed with what he done in the kingdom. There were angels who agreed upon evil. There was an angel who was created to be the best angel, a worship leader. Who had in his heart and his mind one day to stop worshiping the one who created him and wanted to be worshipped. My God, because of what he done to deceive the first men and women here in the Garden of Eden in a beautiful paradise, by using a serpent to deceive them, when they could literally hear the Father's voice, decide to turn and listen to another. Walking the earth bare, knowing nothing evil. It was instructed not to eat off a Pacific tree. And they did. And because of that, we were made sinners. Wait a second. Then he so loved us. The creator so loved us. That he gave his only begotten son. He has a son. Who was here before the foundation of the world. So we could be connected back to him. The son was living on the earth. The son was here physically. He became poor so we could be rich. He went through all the persecution that evil threw his way because of one archangel who wanted to be so glorified. How does even happen? Because of one man, we always made sinners who weren't even born yet. And because of one man, we were all made righteous. Hallelujah. You mean to tell me the son was betrayed? He had to be betrayed in order to be put in the hands of the person to be able to be crucified. 
He was crucified for us. He done no evil. But he went to this evil earth and embraced all the evil around him. It released on earth as it is in the kingdom how to think like heaven, how to speak like heaven, how to walk like heaven, how to become heaven on earth. And many people still was walking in the natural, not believing. Even those who he chose to walk and follow him, who are called his disciples, still had to be convinced on a daily basis that he is who he said he is. And he rose on the third day. So what happened when he rose? It's finished. Death has been conquered. Now I can have eternal life with my father. So at first I was receiving eternal death. But God loved me so much. He had another plan all along. Because he knew that this so-called archangel named Lucifer, whose name is now Satan, the devil, would deceive him. Because you said in the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, that nothing marks you by surprise. So you knew Satan was going to do this. Is that why you created him? To be the best? Archangel? Because it would destroy Satan even more to strip him from everything you have placed on him. You knew you was never surprised. You are never surprised. You release the surprises, but you do not be surprised. You mean to tell me when I open up this Bible it talks about my life? It talks about your life? It tells us and instructs us what to do and what not to do from the people we read about who done the things in the wrong and what happened when you do wrong and what happened when you make the right decisions and you instructed us to choose life. You gave us the answer. Choose life. Choose life. It's life in God. There's so much of you, yourself, in your father. He wants to spend time. He wants to release. He wants to bless. He wants to fulfill. But many of us keep saying no because we can't see physically. You see how much easier it'll be if God himself just showed up in the natural to someone and say, follow me. Then showing up in the spirit realm 
People think that it takes work to see the spiritual world. But we are indeed spirit beings. People are allowing through their words that their world they're living in is more effective than the kingdom. Because they wouldn't believe in the things that the world say before what their father said. They wouldn't do, and a lot of us were the people. But we so happen to pick up the good book and read for ourselves. And there are those who pick up the book and read for themselves and still choose to live their life the way they want to. Selfishness. I come against the spirit of selfishness and stubbornness. Because we have to stop being stubborn and selfish. Because those are two characteristics that our father does not have. That comes from another father. And there's no truth in him. He's considered as the father of lies. Hallelujah. God has instructed me so powerfully. And now... He done said things, was instructing me about my walk. Now he's instructing me about different people and to release to them certain things. And I mean, it's like he has an answer to everything I ask. You know how sometimes we ask God things and we wait on his answer? It's like right now, whatever I ask, there is an answer. But I don't ask just anything just because. Because doing the preparation to receive this, this day, this season I'm in, it took some preparation. And throughout the preparation, you don't just ask, just to be asking. There's a purpose to your asking. There's a purpose to your request being made known. Hallelujah. This season that you are in is happening indeed. The manifestations are taking place indeed. And what a beautiful natural season it is during the, the season of spring approaching where things bloom for you are blooming. You are glowing. You are glorious in God's sight. And he's going to make an example of who he are in it, who he is in and through your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was spending time in the presence of God yesterday and I just made a request made known unto Timothy. I said, Timothy, come here. Come here. You are so bold for what you have done. For what you have done. In the midst of a parade for this goddess named Diane. Diana, Diane, one of them. You stopped in the middle of the parade to preach the good news of the gospel. You were not afraid. And they did not receive the word. So they beat him up and they dragged him and they stoned him. 
But just look at the bigger picture. He went. He was led to go and was not afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just imagine, there's a parade. Everybody worshiping this goddess. Everybody is praising this person. So happy to lift up this person's name. Everybody's cheering, shouting, confetti, instruments, drummers, all that. And here's this one man. Is telling a different type of news about his God and advising the people you should follow after this God. The one who created you also. Not this goddess. They became very angry. Very angry. Beat him up and dragged him. Then stoned him. And I was honored to say I know him. I am indeed honored to say I know him. Another name. All the names that I read about come to mind. But when I read your testimony and I look in and I live in your testimony. My God. Paul is another one. Woo, Paul. You have a powerful testimony. Powerful testimony. Then I read about Paul's mother and father. Both parents are Greeks, but his father is a Gentile, mother is a Jew. Imagine that household. And that tells a lot about his mother Eunice's personality, her character. She was a strong woman and she was determined to serve her living true God, no matter what her husband said. No matter what her husband believed in. And then she just didn't believe she had her son also. Jesus. Oh, my son gonna believe what I believe in. But I know, I know, I know it's not written, but I know she was ministering to her husband also. Whether he embraced the information or not, she still put it in the atmosphere. But it says a lot about her character. I love to read about women who stands on, on, they stand firm on what they believe in. Because there are a lot of us who get married or be in a relationship and a person don't believe in something. And then you begin to believe in what they believe in and stop believing in what you believed in. No, And it's vice versa too. But she didn't. She was a woman that was like, Mm-mm, no, not happening. My mother also has been converted. Hallelujah. Now we no longer Jews. Now we are considered as Christians. Hallelujah. I love to, to see and hear a person's determination because we have to be determined. Being determined. Determined to stand. Determined to use our faith. Determined to walk with God. 
behind God and he's leading. He's out ahead. God has given me a lot of word to instruct different people. People who had questions unto God for years weren't even able to receive their answer. Let me tell you how God elevates you in the mysteries and the things about him when concerning his children, his people, your brothers, your sisters. When you are able to be slow to speak and quick to hear, that's the answer. He's not going to release to you a word to give or what's going on in your neighbor's life if he can't trust you with the information he has given you. Because you're going to tell someone else, you're going to gossip about it, you're going to look at them some kind of way. Instead of just simply giving it over back to God through prayer, through declaration and decreeing. Hallelujah. Can God trust you? With someone else's breakthrough? Or would you go around gossiping about it? Just can't be trusted. Can God release to you a financial breakthrough? And you not spend the money on what you think you need and want? We have to be trusted. A lot of us want to go to these places. But God knows that if he do send you where you are, right where you are, you will be moved. So you have to stand firm. It takes growth. You have to continue to grow in the presence of God. All of us. There was a woman I heard a powerful testimony years ago, and I man over eight years ago, and it blew my mind, and it's still do today. And she told me, "I have a best friend. We've been friends for over twenty years, and God said to me, that is my husband.'" I say, "Do he know?" She said, "No." I say, but you do. She said, yeah. And I say, you knew this for 20 years. She said, yeah. And we the best of friends. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. Hallelujah. Jesus. What? What you just say? <laughs> what? <laughs> Repeat that again. She said... I have a best friend. We've been friends for over 20 years. And God said to me, 20 years ago, he's my husband. And do he know? No, he don't. But you know, yes, I do. (laughs) Jesus. So we begin to pray that night. And we begin to pray. But we have to be aware when we pray. I'm praying that God tell, like she's praying. I'm agreeing with her prayer. God tell him. (laughs) Tell him. Because she's ready for him to know. 20 plus years, Father, really? Tell him. 
That's what I was saying. But then last night, God went and showed me. He took me back to that eight years ago experience <laughs> of hearing that testimony. And he said, ask me that again. I said, okay. And I said, you know what? I don't even want to tell you to tell him. I want to ask differently. He said, I'm listening. I said, God, why isn't she married yet? Why isn't she married yet? And God said to me, because of her attitude, her attitude is not the same in the church services around you and other people as if it is outside, at home, on the job, in the community. She has a very, very nasty attitude that I've been working on for all these years. And it all started, I said, why does she have an attitude? Because something had to happen for her. He said, okay. When she was 13 years old, she was defiled. And she's been angry ever since. I said, wow. And then this person who God is talking about, she inboxed me yesterday and said, this is my season in time? I said, no, baby. I said, yes, yes. I did say yes. But in other words, I want to say to you, it's indeed your season, your time, baby girl. Hallelujah. This is your season and your time because now I know what to pray for. We were praying the wrong direction. We were praying for something you weren't ready to receive. He was not going to give you that man with that nasty attitude. He was not going to allow you to walk anywhere unless you become healed first. You're still troubled from what happened to you. You think about it all the time since you were 13 years old. And that was over 30 plus years ago. It's time to let it go. And she said to me, my time is approaching from the prayer. I said to her, I know it is. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> because God counts to me concerning you. She said, mom, my spiritual mom called me out. Doing a service. Because it's indeed your time. And it's your season. Which brings me to the point of saying, we spend so much time in the presence of God, but don't allow God to fix and, and uproot things in us. But we want God to use us to help and fix people. Uproot things out of people, bless people, heal people, and yet we're the ones who need the healing. See, I always embrace love. I always stood in the face of God and said, if you see anything, and trust me, when he uproot the things, he uproot the things. But what caused me to be still and patient 
those who were connected to my blessing, connected to my purpose, connected to me, my fulfillment, wasn't in position. That's why it's so important for us to be in position. And by them not being in position, it caused me to get out of position. I see how important it is for us to remain rooted and grounded. And then God will put his hands, never takes his hands off, but you will actually see his hand upon your life to turn you back around. Because he's not done. Every moment, every morning, every morning, every single morning I wake up, God has a word just for me for that day. And this morning to me, he said, I'm opening up the windows of heaven. I have a blessing that you cannot even explain with your natural words. I have blessing upon blessing. That you wouldn't even be able to hold with your natural hands. You won't even be able to see with your natural eyes. But it's here. It's here. And I'm very proud that you obeyed. See what happens when we obey? It's so important to be obedient. I know you've done been through some trials and tribulations. I know you have seen and witnessed some obstacles. I know you had to cease many storms and cast down many mountains. Through it all, you are here. Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus. You may have trouble on every side, problems on every side. Strongholds on every side of you. Naysayers on every side of you. Accusers on every side of you. But don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Hallelujah. Whatever God wants to root to the surface, let him. If you have an issue with your mouth and your speaking and how you say things, because our words can cause offense to people who's not strong and wise enough by not spending enough time with God to not be moved. And some people become moved by the words you speak. You could put an ouch or a scar in someone's heart because of what you said and how you said it. Hallelujah. So let's be mindful that before we go and do anything of God, 
let's first make sure that he do the work within us. God has a whole, a long list. He just showed me a long list of prophetic words to release to people. And they would know it's God because what he's using me to say, only God knows. There is no in 20 days. You're blessed. We know that. Your favor. We know that. You're healed. We know that. Now tell me something that you shouldn't know. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. He's depositing in me a lot of information. Concerning his children. And there are some people he want me to walk up to and grab their hand and have them follow me. I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> but it's following after God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. That is a very long list. The list is from heaven and it's touching earth. Go figure. Hallelujah. Your assignment is your assignment. See your assignment already fulfilled. And that puts determination on the inside of you to fulfill what you saw. It shall come to pass. Also enjoy, enjoy the fruit of the land. Enjoy the resources that God put here for us to enjoy. A life with God is not a life without laughter. Without fun and excitement and adventure. Fun originates from our Father. There's a lot of fun taking place in the kingdom. Trust me. So many beaches. So many theme parks. And there is no fear. So you can imagine how high these roller coasters are really. Hallelujah. So much fun in the kingdom. The restaurants, the food, the clothing, every, it's so much fun. The water itself. The valleys, the animals in the valleys. No fear to walk next to a bear in the valley. Horses, all kinds of animals. Even your pets. Family. Friends. Oh my goodness, it's so much. I'm seeing, that's why I pause. Wow. Hallelujah. Jeez, I got stuck in the vision for a second. <laughs> my God, God is good. Hallelujah. I want you guys to enjoy your day. Enjoy your day. We're not going to have the attitudes, I told you so. 
Hallelujah. Because God never said that to us. We're not going to leave someone in the midst of their mess and we see it and God exposes it to us and we do nothing about it. We're not going to gossip. The water in heaven is amazing, my God. I'll never forget, I told you guys before, I went into a water room in heaven. It's a water room. And the walls are metal, so you can definitely hear the echo of the water. And the water has a beautiful circle wave that just keeps elevating more and more and more. And there's a light inside the water. The water has light in it. And the water said to me, it's water. I couldn't believe it. I said, the water can talk? Jesus. The water telling me what it is? My God. Sometimes it's just like overwhelming. I'm like, God, whoo, Jesus. Hallelujah. We think that Paul and Peter, they have powerful testimonies. Timothy, Zechariah, Nehemiah, all of their testimonies, they are very powerful. But I have literally had conversations with them like today. And they say, if we were born in your generation, my God. The generation gets greater. In the world, they keep saying it gets worse. No, it gets greater. For the sons and daughters of God, of God, of God, of God, there's a difference. So that means there's some daughters and sons that's not of him? Of course they are. And why are we here? To bring them back. Jesus. The same way we were brought back. Hallelujah. I plead the blood of Christ over your life. I plead the blood of Christ over your assignment. I plead the blood of Christ over your mind, your heart, and your spirit. Over your mouth, over your thinking, over your speaking, your hearing, your understanding. I plead the blood of Christ concerning everything about you here. And your assignment, your purpose, your destiny. May you never become distracted. May you always be rooted and grounded in God's love, in God's word, in God's spirit, in God's truth. You will be exercising your authority here. You will be. Hallelujah. You will experience liberty. Total freedom. In every area, nothing in your life will be missing, lacking, or broken. You are beginning to be more hungry and thirsty for God. This hunger is increasing. Your thirst is increasing. You are spending more time with God. You are going away with God. And you are allowing God to be God in your life. For his glory. You will not walk in fear. If there's any negative motives that are around you, they are now under your feet. We come against every fiery dot of the enemy. 
And we turned those fiery dots back around and aimed them back at him. Times, times, times. Hallelujah. Every lie that was spoken over you or your children or your family is indeed under your feet. The truth is being exposed in your life. The glory of God is shown upon your life. God is moving in and through your life. And who can stop him? Who's higher than our God? No one. Hallelujah. So keep on believing and keep on receiving. Hallelujah. And I want you to enjoy your day and remember, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. I love you so much. Enjoy your day.